Hey everyone, Ed here, back with another episode of the GMG podcast, episode 10 we're on now, um, and we've only got one topic to discuss uh, this week that I wanted to discuss with you guys, and that's um, Google Stadia and uh, its shift of uh, focus, it seems. Um, so for any of you guys that don't know, Google Stadia was a streaming um, platform that Google uh, released back in 2019 oh, I want to say yeah it's been like a year and a bit so um, yeah they, they released this I mean they announced it back at E3 um, sometime and people were I would say for the most part not that enthusiastic I mean you know streaming platforms have yet to really take off um, just because I think the main thing is the whole ownership thing, um, you know, and because it's there's n- there's nothing really tangible with it because it's not a console. There's no gateway to it, and I think with gaming especially as we've seen, um, having that you know that physical hardware is important. You know, um, even though essentially it doesn't really matter. Um, it's still something where people can associate with. I definitely do, you know, when I had my first console, you know, the Mega Drive back in the day, um, it was great. After a while, I didn't really care about the Mega Drive. I just cared about the games that were on there, but I still think it's important to have that, um, that, you know, experience of having something physical. Google doesn't have that, so people were a little bit um, skeptical and also, you know, um, services like that that's come before haven't really um, set the world on the fire. You know what I mean? And um, once again, ownership thing, a big thing in that. You know, you had PS Now that still exists, but it's not, it's not something that even Sony talks about that much um, because they have the, you know, the PlayStation console anyway. Um, they don't have to, I guess. Google don't have that. Um, uh, so yeah, they're always on the back foot with that, I would see. But they promise some interesting features, and I want to first start with my experience uh, with it, um, and you know how I found using it. So I only bought one game on Stadia, and that was uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, um, and I did that for a couple of reasons. One. I, I just knew, obviously, in terms of the experience that I was going to get on my PS4, it just wasn't it just wasn't going to be able to run the game. And I knew with Stadia, there would be a chance that, okay, maybe um, at least uh, my game will run at an acceptable level for myself, you know. Um, so I decided to just take that risk. I was like, okay, look, this is it. This is your first and last chance, Stadia, to, like, impress me. And I have to say, you know, playing it, it ran, it ran really well, like bugs aside and stuff with the actual game, but in terms of like just the performance of it, it ran really well. Now, um, to be honest, you know, my internet connection is fairly good, so um, that's anecdotal, I guess, but it ran really well even when it wasn't plugged in directly to the router, like just wirelessly. Like I tried it on my phone, on my tablet, on my laptop, you know, and it performed well, it was good, it's legit. You know, if, for someone who doesn't have a console, um, but still wants to play games, which is a weird demographic, to be honest, and that's, that's the struggle that streaming platforms are gonna have. It's like, 
we're trying to capture audiences that are into gaming yet they don't already have a console or know about games or you know or been watching from the sidelines like I just I just don't buy it I think that's going to be a hard sell obviously Stadia are finding that but um, but it, it works it was really smooth you know capturing um, footage on it is nice it's, it's very easy because it's all done in the cloud and Google know about this stuff there's a lot of things that you have with like a physical console right or the hardware that this just makes it um, just so seamless right and I for that I have to commend them you know it, it ran really well for that if you're on a lower internet speed or something like that I, I don't really know I haven't it's hard for me to try that um, actually that's a good point because I should have really tried how it is through 4G or something um, but yeah it, it, it was it was fine um, but those are the only positives I really have, to be honest, with Stadia in terms of like my experience with it, because it was, yeah, I played Cyberpunk for a bit, it ran well, no issues, that was it. But if we were to really look at um, its problems, we have to start with like, even the features that were like promised that weren't, obviously we never really got. Um, and that's like a lot of features you know like I, i'm just reading i'm just going to read off some of them right yeah that really they missed the mark on right and the all the all the features that they promised so they promised stuff like you could do things like stream connect um which basically allowed you people to interact with someone who's streaming the game um uh through you know through youtube and um, they'll be able to do certain things that streamers can already do through third-party apps, I guess, but um, Stadia makes it easy, easier, right, for them to do that. So that was one uh, feature. Then you had like something called State Share, which was pretty cool when someone mentions it, but then you're just like, but how many people are going to use it? And that was the ability to basically, I could say like I'm at a boss, I can now just copy that link from my um, Google browser because remember Google Stadia literally just works through the browser and that's actually one of the things where it works really really well like you just fire up and you're in in seconds like that side of it is magical and it makes sense and there isn't that much of a hit in terms of graphical fidelity and stuff so it did like that but um, yeah state share just allows you to like copy that link say if you're at a boss or something and then post it to a friend and that friend can pick off um you know from that from that link from that state that you're at so that's another advantage another feature we never got it and then they had loads of like standard features i'd say out of the box features which they should have had um ready for launch but they didn't you know their friends list is very basic uh things like uh voice chat and stuff like that like it's not easy to find this stuff achievements i don't even think they have or at least at the time when I was playing um, Cyberpunk, they didn't have any of that uh, really displayed properly. Like I couldn't find it. I, it was unlocking, like they, they have achievements, but um, I had no idea where to find those. You know, it's just, you could just see it felt very light. You know what I mean? And in this day and age, you don't need to rush something like this until you understand uh, what you want it to be. But 
you know, Google's chat record, um, it seems like they did because now they're not cancelling um, the service or anything like that. They're not cancelling Stadia completely, but they have cancelled all of their first party studios that were working on something. So they had a couple, and I know um, Jade Raymond, who was like a producer on the Assassin's Creed games, um, Assassin's Creed 1 and 2, and uh, Watch Dogs, and you know, she was at Ubisoft for a little while. Um, her game's cancelled, you know, the game that she was working on um, no longer is going to exist, and I think there's um, some other ones, and I think she's left now as well. Um, from the announcements of that, she posted that she's, uh, yeah, she's left the company, so that's not going to happen anymore. So um, it basically looks like it's just the beginning of, you know, Google trying to work out what they're going to do with an idea that I still think is important for the future. Like, I know some people are like against it, but streaming is is the future. It's going to happen, but how it's going to happen and how it's going to be implemented is the, you know, is the million dollar question is why all of these companies want to be like first out the door. And it is almost sort of an experiment. But this leads into my next point with Google is that when your experiment is so obviously telegraphed, no one's going to jump on it. So their pricing model was just ridiculous to me, right? Yeah, because they expected you to pay full price for a game where you weren't given any, any confidence that it's going to be worth anything in the next year or so and subsequently that's where we're at now so I, I bought cyberpunk right but i was ready to i like i put that money aside i was like look if if it's garbage or you know i lose out on it i mean so many things went wrong yeah outside of it just being on the stadium but just with the game itself i was just like okay whatever that um you know that, that 50 um pounds which to be fair is was quite cheap um considering you know the prices of games now uh, I was like, it's forfeit, whatever, I put it down. But that's a lot to ask for someone that's not actually going to physically own something and you don't have any sort of pricing model to compete with competitors. So I would say, even though, I mean, it has become now, but something like Game Pass is, for Ultimate, is what, you know, £15 or whatever it is a month. And you get to stream, you know, you have 100 games on there, 100 plus games that you can play and download on your xbox if you have one but if you even don't have one there's access to the games through x cloud as well so that is a competitor that they should have looked at and been like well we need to adapt our strategy but no they just thought they can charge you straight up you know um full retail price right not going to garner any interest and then you have um you you have the idea that like what happens if they go away, right? Which everyone knows that Google have this reputation for, right? And that's one thing that actually I'm gonna just um, bring up and I'm gonna go to uh, a website which I found, which is quite funny. It's called uh, killedbygoogle.com and basically just lists all the stuff which, um, you know, they've destroyed and put to bed, you know, silently took out the back. Um, and just you know just ended it uh with so i just wanted to like list off some of them because it's quite interesting actually there's a lot on here that i didn't even know about and i was just like oh yeah wow they did like they did do that and then now it's just no longer in existence yeah so 
obviously the big one, yeah, was um, Google Glass, which they had, um, which will, you know, which I still think could once again come back in some form. Will Google embrace it? Will Google be ready for that? I don't know. But it was an interesting piece of tech. It was very exclusive, though. You had to sign up with Google and all of that. And basically, it was just giving you the power of the internet and computers and everything digital in your glasses, right? And you can get, like, heads-up displays. Like, there was a lot of potential with what you could achieve with that. But, you know, they killed that. Um, You've got, like, Google Play Music. Yeah. What you call it? Which uh, only recently died. Um, to be honest, but they decided to just bow out of that. You know, they had a printing technology, Google, um, you know, Google Station, yeah, which was a service which gives partners an easy set of tools to roll out Wi-Fi spots in public places. Um, and then Google Station provides like software and guidance on hardware to turn fiber connections into fast, reliable, and safe Wi-Fi. Right, uh, that was killed last year. Yeah, a lot of things were killed in um, 2020. Um, unsurprisingly though, I guess. Um, they had one that was quite interesting to me was they had a game builder, um, which they released in 2019. Um, and it was like, it was a, like a multiplayer game, like 3D game environment for creating new games without coding experience. Like it was, it was an interesting way to just get into making a game making a game or if you just wanted to get your feet wet uh they ended that so there's quite a few here man like it's it's crazy obviously there's some apps for like uh consoles and that like youtube for like 3ds and stuff like that which they did but that's natural oh another one youtube gaming another thing that they bowed out with is supposed to be like you know um video gaming oriented service app for videos and live streaming right and that like that one that was announced 2015 you know supposed to combat twitch yeah and then google were just like no um but i recommend this site there's loads i can continue like there's just so many and it's quite fascinating to see but when you look at this um you then start to see well this is not surprising this news is it's sad um because you know it's never good that people are going to be out of a job because now all of these first party studios that were developing stuff for Stadia are no longer doing that so they're going to have to find um, you know find some jobs and in this economy the state of the world that we're in today that's not an ideal thing I'm sure Google will keep them employed um, you know give them a nice package or whatever hopefully they do and i wish all those people the best of luck in terms of finding um, future employment but this is this is google this is what they do you know what i mean like and it should become no surprise will they ever get back in the game i don't think so but here's the thing is that they haven't said that Sadie is going away or cancelled it they're just shifting their focus so they've stopped first party development so forget any of those like interesting games which they may have teased or talked about that's not happening but instead um they're going to be i guess they're going to be open to licensing out the technology right and like i said the tech behind this stuff is the future and is awesome and the tech works with stadia definitely does so 
um, we'll, we'll probably see a lot of them powering a lot of back-end initiatives from um, publishers, which to be honest, I really, really think that's what we're going to be seeing in the future. Like, for example, like if you look at um, EA and uh, their service that they have, or Ubisoft even, um, where they have like the EA Vault and the Ubisoft Vault and you pay a subscription and you get access to their games, I can definitely see that being a stream of, streamable, right? Yeah, that using, for example, um, Stadia Tech. And to be honest, Stadia were partnered quite uh, heavily with um, Ubisoft. Um, they That was their first, one of the first games they showed off to demonstrate their technology was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So uh, I think that's where you're going to be seeing the worth and the use of something like um, uh, Google Stadia in the future. I can see them just hanging back now and think, to be honest, you came and went. So it's not, it's potential wasted in terms of if you were interested in that tech and understood it, but like, I don't think anyone's really gonna miss it. Uh, it sucks for Jade Raymond though, because um, that's like another project which the potential was there. Um, it was interesting to see what next game she was gonna produce and it hasn't happened. Obviously the one that happened um, that occurred before this was the whole EA game that she was partnered with, I think it was like X visual people at EA and there was a studio there being, um, and they were working on a Star Wars game, right? Uh, and that didn't work out. Obviously you had Amy Hanging as well, um, formerly at Naughty Dog and she was doing a Star Wars game. EA killed that as well. Um, but the potential of those two working together or collaborating was definitely exciting, exciting because they have produced some of like the best games in the industry. So for companies to just um, ax their projects is just, I, I just don't understand how you don't look at the reputation of a particular individual in these cases. You know, sometimes, yeah, it can be a risky bet and it might not turn out the way that you wanted it to, but to kill it before it even was birthed is just, for me anyway, is insane. I'm sure Jade will bounce back, you know, um, with her uh, experience, right? Yeah, she's going to find no problem if she wants to get back into, you know, the game industry and um, and heading a studio and producing games. Uh, we'll see if she would want to do that. But for Google, it's it's just uh, it's just not going to happen. And of course, they had a uh, Phil Harrison there as well, and you know, he gets. He's, he's, he's got a little bit of a bad reputation as well in a way that like everywhere he goes, it doesn't seem to be super successful. He had a stint at Microsoft. Um, obviously he was at Sony and, um, and, he, and he left Sony, I think he went to Microsoft and he was at Atari for a bit. And, you know, so yeah, not, not the most inspiring um, CV from, from a success standpoint in terms of him, but Hey man, would you quit? I'm sure he's still going to be getting a huge severance package anyway, and so like, you know, financially he's gonna he's not going to be hurting. But in terms of like the spiritual side um, of producing a product or whatever it is that you do, uh, is definitely something to raise an eyebrow at. And that actually goes back to like Google and how they approach this. Cause I, I don't think they seem to as a tech company understand 
um, the, you know, the soul behind game development and how, you know, you can't get away with, with just announcing and then not um, coming through. I mean, you're better off failing at that and then working on trying to improve that by just never ever trying. Because that's how I feel. When I, when I saw this news, I'm like, wow, you didn't even try. Like you literally, they literally did what most people were saying they were gonna do, which was just do it for a couple of years, not see that it hasn't exploded because it, for any of those companies that are in the business today, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony, it didn't just explode for them. You know, they had to like work here. They had to have massive failures and then come back. Um, Google were just like, no, it didn't work in like in less than two years. We are going to shift focus and position Stadia to um, to no longer exist. So it, it sucks. It is what it is. But um, I think it's best that they're not in the industry because you don't need a company. I mean, they're successful at what they do outside of gaming, but you definitely don't need a company that just can walk away from something without even trying it. Um, and, it, and it just shows massive tech companies today like Amazon are in it as well they're, they're in that they they announced that they're um, uh, they're shutting down as well um, I mean they I mean they, they were never that big um, into the whole uh, thing they kept it kind of quiet like they didn't just explode and say we're going to do this we're going to do that but they slowly killed I think it was Crucible um, their first game um, on there, but they might, they'll exist in another way. I mean, they're a huge company. Like I said, their bread, bread and butter is not game development. And at least out of the two, they don't have that rep of like starting something and not finishing it. So, you know, we'll watch this space with them, but with Google, it's just, it's definitely just the beginning of the end. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to really cover uh, for this week. Um, it's, it's big news, but I don't think I'm really going to be talking about it again. Um, you know, there's just nothing really to say. It's RIP. Uh, I hardly ever knew you, Google. So, uh, yeah. But thanks um, for listening um, to this episode, guys. As always, if you have any suggestions, any comments, anything, always hit me up on Twitter. Um, you can direct message me or at me, whatever. Um, whatever you want to say about anything gaming you know i'm open to that but uh yeah i'll see you guys in the next episode and uh, take care